Welcome. My name is Oge, and I'm the host and creator of The Oge Show, a podcast where details about societal issues are brought to the fore via opinionated discourse, leaving you informed, entertained, and most importantly, educated. Join us every Friday by 6 p.m. for new and amazing content. All you have to do is simply subscribe. Thank you. This topic came to me while I was watching a movie on Netflix. It's titled The Otherhood. And ironically, it is totally unrelated to the topic today. But you should see it's very funny and very, 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 you know, I think it's really for women and, you know, mothers and stuff. So now before we move forward, how, how was your week? What were you up to? As for me, I the highlight of my week was on the 18th September, that was on Wednesday. I joined over 500 women to protest against the killings of young girls, ladies and women in the city of Portakot, Rivers State, Nigeria. These killings have been frequent the past two weeks and leaving, and leaving over eight women and girls dead. Now, the women were all found in hotels, strangled to death, and tied with a handkerchief on their throats and legs. The Nigerian police force came out to say that these girls that were found are prostitutes. I wondered what purpose that information was supposed to serve. I know, I know prostitution is illegal in Nigeria, but even if these girls were prostitutes, which I highly doubt, does it take away their rights to life and fairness? The police didn't even carry out an investigation. They simply ran with the popular opinion that said girls who go to hotels are sex workers because, you know, a hotel's purpose for being in existence is not for relaxation or anything. No, it's just a place for people to fornicate and exchange body fluids without the judgmental eyes of the world. On a CCTV footage emerged and the alleged killer has been apprehended. But with all things Nigerian, the police force is showing that any howness is ingrained in their training of how to convict a serial killer 101. Bottom line is the suspect being paraded has lived a reckless life in the past, but everything about his confession seems imbalanced. Like, I wasn't feeling it. I just felt like something was wrong. But Kaini, let's let's see how it goes. So on today's topic, the thin line between discipline and abuse. Where do we draw the line? When do we go from A to B? Because A, being disciplined, is needed for every individual to have exemplary character and become a functioning member of the society in which which they reside in. B, on the other hand, being abused leaves an individual with low self-esteem, self-worth, and sometimes leaves the individual traumatized for life. Now, a disciplined child grows into an adult that makes good decisions, while an abused one doesn't even know what decisions to make. One grows to become self-confident, the other one grows to become fearful and mistrusting of people. Now, discipline is defined as control gained by enforcing disobedience. Forcing obedience or or other, that is from my favorite dictionary, which is Merriam-Webster. Now, abuse is defined as to treat with cruelty or violence, especially repeatedly or regularly. Now, the way our parents were disciplined in the 50s, 60s, and 70s is a little bit different from the way they disciplined us. A majority of them held on to 
and still do to despair the rod and spoil a child mantra as seen in the book of Proverbs in the Holy Bible. I for one had a parent who believed in using the cane. You know, the cane is an African correctional instrument for children. That's that is that is my own definition of a cane. And another parent who believes in talking to a child. You know, good cop, bad cop type of situation. There was a balance. Now, so many people had that same experience. Others, not so much. In Nigeria, the flogging didn't end with cane. It included slippers, spatula, which is um, aka garitona, a remote sometimes, and the almighty, if I the disciplinary tool of them on, a slap across the face, head, or wherever the spirit led them, or whatever part of the body the spirit has led them to. You know, it's also continued in our schools. You're flogged for lateness, flogged for your parents' owing fees, which I might add was never your fault, flogged for having unkept hair. You're flogged for not answering questions properly, flogged for scoring low in tests, flogged for not polishing your, polishing your school shoes, flogged for dirty socks, flogged because, you know, a senior for like flogging you. I could go on and on. And I also think that the pupils who attended government-owned secondary schools had it worse compared to their private and probably missionary schools and counterparts. Now, let's look at the difference between discipline and abuse. It's in a situation like a child stealing a piece of meat from the, you know, from the pot and getting caught. Now, discipline would be speaking to the child about what he or she has done and the consequences of their action. For example, if you steal, or oh, let's say your child's name is um, David. Now, you sit David down and you tell David, if you steal, you will grow up to lack contentment. And the person that is never content will steal, therefore becoming a thief. Now, stealing makes you a thief. Being called or known as a thief is one of the worst images or impression a person could have. People will never trust you. People will run away from you. In fact, the moment anybody knows you steal, they would always hide their stuff. They might not even do it in a way for you to notice, but there will always be this air. You always notice this cold shoulder people are giving you or... When you come into a place, everybody, you know, gives, there's this, <clears throat> excuse me, there's this um, eye communication, there's this eye communication person going, you know, people around in the same place, they're just looking at each other like, hmm, this person here, I'll be like, hold your bag, hold your purse, you know, that kind of a thing. And stealing will also put you in jail. It is not only against the law. But religion condemns it, especially if you're someone who is a Christian or a Muslim. Even our traditional, even before the white um, people came, before colonization, and they came with the Christian religion. Traditionally, I'm saying this as an Igbo girl, that stealing was, if you steal, as in the kind of disgrace you will receive, they will parade you in the market square. They will do a whole lot of things to you. So thoughts like that. You don't steal people's goods. You don't steal cassava. Whatever it is, you will be disgraced. So traditionally, religiously, 
even morally is wrong so let's say you're a christian i for one i'll be like oh even the bible condemns stealing one of the lord's commandments that he gave to moses was thou shall not steal now a person who still becomes an in ungraceful human being in future and an ingrate will always feel entitled to other people's things now you can also decide to depending on how old the child is you can also decide to you know stop their allowance if the child is let's say secondary school you can decide to stop their allowance if the child is still in primary nursery and the rest you can decide to stop their favorite tv show and you can even flog them now, flogging them does not mean you start flogging them whenever wake them up. I know a lot of people. I I, I could not read. I didn't. I could not relate to this point. But I know a lot of people had fathers who would wake them up by two a.m. in the night when, in fact, even ghosts were sli- were resting, were sleeping. Do you know two a.m.? Do you know what it means to to wake up a child by two a.m.? To flog them for something they committed the day before, like you know, as in a child is sleeping, and then the next thing you're 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 just noticing that a like cane is on your body, something is causing you pain, and you wake up and you start screaming down the neighborhood, begging, "Daddy, please now, mommy, please." As in, I never experienced any of that, so. But you know, a lot of people used to say, a lot of people used to say that, and it was just, and no, 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 that's, that's just, I feel that is, that is abuse. Why can't you wait for the child to wake up? What, what kind of punishment has to be given? But anyway, I'm sure there is nobody that has been punished by 2 a.m. that we ever forget. I mean, it's going to be etched in your memory forever. Now, let's look on abuse. Then I say, if you're going to abuse a child for stealing, this is what you abusing the child will be starving the child of meals because he or she stole. Abuse will be using hot iron to scald the child on parts of their body. A lot of people do this. In fact, eh, you will see it's not just on social media, you see it every day. You will pour a child hot water because that child stole meat from the pot. You pour a child water because the child was hungry. Even if it's your maid, the child was hungry and the child went to collect food. Are you, are you the devil's incarnate? Are you mad? What is wrong with you? How can you do that to a child? Now, abuse will also be using bell pepper or alligator pepper to put in their reproductive organs or eyes. Abyss will be using horsewhip to flog a child because they slow. Why are you using horsewhip on a child? Did you used to be a slave owner? Like, did you used to, you know, carry, you know, move cow from one end of Nigeria to the other? Like those Fulani headsmen and the rest of them or any of those Malo people. Why would, why would you even own a horsewhip in the first place? If military general, whatever it says, I think I think it's, all, it's military people that they give hospital. But I'm not sure they're allowed to use it to allowed to use it on civilians or their wards or anything. Why are you owning a hospital in your house? Are you alright?
Now, is the person an animal that you use a horse whip on them? Now, I read so many stories of the kind of maltreatment kids suffer in the hands of their guardians or even step parents. And I wonder how inhumane some people can be. Have you no conscience? Why are you making your ward sleep outside or even on the bare floor because you're not the one that conceived him or her? What is what is wrong with you? Like you go to some, you will go out, you will see some people. Um, you will go to some houses, or maybe when you're out in public, you will see some some. Um, you see a family by by just looking at the family, you can already tell who the house help is. I am telling you, you can already tell. As in, the person will always be looking so tacky. You can tell who the woman or who the woman or the man did not give birth to by just staring at them. It's terrible. It's very, very terrible. I mean, these people have rights. Now, condition make crayfish bend. Because I don't understand. I, I don't think any family or any man or woman who can provide for their children will actually send them to go and live with somebody else. Some of them is free labor. Others, these, um, their guardians pay um, monthly and the money goes to their parents. And they live with such treatment for years and they feel like, oh, this this is how life is supposed to be. This is how I'm supposed to be treated. Because I mean because you know I'm supposed to learn how to do certain things. See, eh? we need to do better as a people. We need to do better as humans with the way we treat treat our children and even words in our care. Some of course cross the line and we are ignorant of that fact. That's how early this month, or was it last month, late last month, there was a video of a lady that was that, that was that was lit where you she was forcing a young boy into a dog cage he should go and stay in the kennel how to hard as in god forbid why would you do that i don't care what that child as long as that even if that child as long as that child did not keep anybody why would you subject that child to such a treatment? Putting the child in a dog cage, in a kennel, are you mad? Like that child is, is literally an animal to you. What, hap- what, what happens to flogging the child? I mean, five strikes of the cane is enough. I know that some children are stubborn. Like you would think that this one, the devil sent them to come and frustrate your life. I know that there are some kids that no matter how much you beat them, no matter how much you flog them, they will never change. In fact, they, as you're talking, it's like you're pouring water on cocoyam leaves. As you're talking, whatever you're saying is going through the right ear and coming out from the left. Immediately, the only time there is that time you're shouting at them or you, or you flog them, that they will act remorseful. Give or take 30 minutes later, they've committed another one. Hell! Now, there are some kids that talking to them, don't, as in, that is all you need to do. You need to talk to them, speak to their conscience, and they will change. Others, you need to flog them. And flogging them does not mean it's every day you'll be hitting a child. Child will do this one, bah! do this one, bah! do this one. Bah! 
me i am for the spoil if you spare the road you will spoil the child i believe that very very well but i'm the kind of person that before i raise my hand and flog you maybe once in three months or once in six months i have other ways to punish you you will bend to my will so i'm just saying that we we need we need to do better some of us don't even because this is how we were raised because this is how we and then a lot of schools now that's a good thing a lot of schools do especially private owned schools they don't hit people's children anymore you misbehave in school if they talk to you try to get you to change and all that they call your parents in our days you will be scared. As a woman who went to private secondary school, you will be scared of your parents, of the school reporting it to your parents because your parents will come and instead of them to plead on your behalf, oh, as in it's just like a case of from prime pan to fire. They will come and you know, your parents will tell them to flog you in front of the whole school, the whole assembly hall. And like that is not enough. When you're back from school and you come back home, another punishment awaits you so most times some of us actually were not doing bad things because we thought they were bad no we're we're doing it we're not doing it out of fear of what awaits us as you know human beings and a lot of us went you know some of us went astray when we when we when we got freedom in the university when we you know finally had our time away from home while others actually but if you're lucky enough you find your way back so i'm going to end this episode here uh send me your opinions about this topic via a tweet a dm or even a mail our social media handles remain at the Oge show across all platforms being facebook twitter and instagram I can't wait to hear from you. Seriously, cannot wait. Also, you can send me voice messages using the Anchor app. And what this means is that if you have the Anchor app on your phone, which you can download by simply going to your iOS app store or Google Play store and you know, downloading the app, it's this very purple app with this white arrow with curvy wave-like wavelengths and the rest of them. And if you send me voice message or voice messages or a voice message, what I'll do is I'll add it to my next episode so you can hear yourself. I mean, it's really going to feel good to actually hear yourself in my next episode. So also do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. Until next week, I still remain your host, Ogeche. Bye for now.